0: Alright, y'all. Welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Uh of course, I'm here as always. You know,
1: my boy Dupree with me, how you doing? How you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Football is football is almost here, man. So I'm doing hey. great. It's hey. around the corner. Hey, you smell it, I'm to A. Hey. Oh man. Smell the fresh cut grass and everything. I hear the pot the uh, the pads popping. Yeah, the click of the him all that cleats. I hear it all, man. It's 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 almost here.
0: For hey, a for sure. I'm telling you, right. This when 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 the end of July comes and then it's it's essentially August, you know, hey and uh, the the summer's starting to heat up and we getting and, you know, a little bit closer and closer uh to the fall, man, it's just it is uh it's one of the best feelings ever, bro, as we get closer and closer to to that time of the year. I mean, you got you got the NFL in training camp right now. We uh what about 4 Saturdays away. Yeah, 4 Saturdays away from college football at the end of August. So it's uh it's it's here. It's here essentially, bro. It's here. And yeah. You, you know, me and you both, we just we can't wait, bro. <laughs> we just we 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 excited. We geeked. It, it is what it is. I can't I can't even front it. Can't even front it. I'm 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 excited, bro, for for both for both college football and the NFL, bro. It's, it should oh, yeah. be a it should it should be a heck of a year in in both sports. I mean, uh, a whole lot of uncertainties, a whole lot of nuances. So, you know, just a uh great great traditions that's either coming back or getting started or rivalries being renewed. You know, just. A brand new, fresh, optimistic for you know all teams, all teams that's dealing in what, whatever respect conference they're in in college football, and then same thing for the NFL. You know, uh, it's a, a, a brand new year. Guys in training camp, you know, battling for uh, certain positions, you know, starting positions. Man, um, some just trying to make the roster. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. it's just it's just an, it's a, a very exciting time, but uh but before we actually get into um everything with uh the sport of football um the sport of basketball lost a legend today uh man rest in peace um to to the one and only uh Bill Russell um man 88 years old um they just said they just he just you know died peacefully man i mean heck of a career of course n- most famous for uh playing for the boston celtics uh i mean even coach for the celtics while being a player so was a player coach i mean man how rare how often do you even hear or see that that somebody was a, a player coach but i mean go down his list of accolades i mean played 13 seasons was an nba champion 11 times <laughs> uh nba um mvp five time mvp 12 time all-star uh was an all-star game MVP in 1963. Um three times was all NBA first team, all NBA second team eight times. Uh was a four-time rebounding champion. Uh, you know, got the uh, got the NBA Lifetime Achievement Award a, a couple years back. Uh of course his number six is retired uh from the Boston Celtics. He's on all the uh, anniversary teams for the NBA, the 25th, the 35th, the 50th, and most most recently the 75th uh anniversary team and of course now we know that the um the uh, finals MVP trophy is named after him as the as the Bill Russell trophy um and I mean also was a was a heck of a player in college too at the University of San Francisco um you know two-time first um team all-American uh was a two-time NCAA champion as well so I mean Bill Russell just just won wherever he went bruh um you know, uh, a lot of um, not as many points scored compared to, like, some of the later guys that's, that's there now up on the scoring list. But just the impact that uh, Bill Russell made uh, in the sport just to even be out there during the times that he was out there um, playing basketball. Um, just briefly just talk about the impact that uh, Bill Russell just left, not only just in the game of basketball, but in life in general.
1: That's a big impact, man. You're talking about guys. I mean, you two guys on this podcast right now who never saw him play. <laughs> and, you know, right, we're talking right. about him. You see what I'm saying? Like we never saw Bill Russell suit up and, and play a basketball game. Um, yeah, we're talking about him. That just shows you the impact that he's had on on the game of basketball and just in general. Um, we were talking before and and I was talking to some of my players about it. It was, it was almost like Bill Russell was getting up there in age, but it's almost like like he wasn't gonna die. Like he just like it, it never. He just seemed like one of those figures where it was just like he's not going to like Bill Russell is still kicking it. He's still doing this thing. You know, you would see him at all star game this or finals you know, or whatever. You know, whatever it might be, you just catch him and see him at these different events for the NBA. Like never ever thought that. He, you know, was going to die, which is weird because you know everybody will, but he just he just seemed like one of those people that never was going to was going to pass away, and so to hear it so abruptly this morning, um, definitely uh, was shook. Definitely shook the basketball world, shook the world in general. Um, but to hear that he, you know, he, he passed on peacefully and everything, um, I was definitely. Definitely good. I didn't, you know, sound like he was just kind of old age. You know, we were talking about it before um, Sanders. you just he's 88. You know, that's a that's a long life to live, man. So um, the impact that he's had, uh, just in general, on us as society. Um, if people don't know about it now, they'll before they'll know about it now. With everything, I mean, he won. Medal of Freedom back in 2010 and, you know, different things. Um, not just, he's known for just not the stuff that he did on the basketball court, but his different things with activism and, and, uh, and stuff like that. So um, definitely lost a uh, living legend earlier today.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I mean, like I said, more than just the impact that he made, like I said, on the, on the basketball court, even off of the basketball court, just from, everything that he has accomplished uh in his in his lifetime i mean that's a that's a pretty good life that uh bill russell lived man so um definitely thoughts and prayers to uh his family and and loved ones and um pretty much also probably the whole area of boston i mean he's probably you know i don't know where they will rank you know as far as bill russell close to close to god but maybe up there in boston (laughs) he (laughs) It, he you know, he might be up there, you know, with probably mm-hmm. him and Larry Bird. Uh probably, you know, the the probably the most two famous uh Boston Celtic players ever. So I mean I know the area of Boston is probably just uh a little, you know, a little down, but also knowing that, you know, he he did live a good life. So uh, definitely rest in peace uh
2: to the to the man, uh the legend, uh Mr. Bill Russell. Now uh as we finish paying his respects, uh we do move on to
0: what we are uh, here to talk about as we discussed it, man. I mean it's football season is here, it's on the way. It's it well, scratch that, it's here. <laughs> not not on the <laughs> way, it's here for sure. It's here. Uh and man, as we get in closer and closer to to kickoff uh in college football and uh the NFL, uh we got a lot to look over and a lot to talk about. And on this episode today, uh in the college football world, we're looking to over at the ACC um and then in the NFL we'll talk about the AFC South uh so first we we'll, we'll go over to uh to uh the the uh the college football and and go to the ACC um just give a, a total uh outlook of, of the conference and um how we see it and uh you know what could or or might happen uh throughout the season with this conference Uh, As we know, bro, you know, a lot has been going on in college football, you know, as far as uh, conference realignment and uh, coaching changes and transferings and it's just NIL, you know, just a a lot going on. But uh, how do you see the ACC right now? How do you view them uh, as a a conference as a whole?
1: It's definitely – there's some questions, um, obviously. I think the ACC – when I was this is the first year uh Clemson wasn't in the playoff and Lord knows how long <laughs> it's been so long since they haven't been in the, in the playoff, but when that top team for the a c c is' in it, especially recently with Clemson, you kind of forget about the a c c you know um last year Pitt came on strong and they won the excuse me they won the conference uh but they had some bumps along the Along the way, so they weren't in the playoff picture. Um, Wake Forest, had, they played Wake Forest in the ACC championship game, and they were had some bumps and bruises as well. So even if they won, they probably weren't going to make the playoff either. Um, so as as a as a whole, the conference coming to this twenty twenty two season, it's definitely there are definitely some teams um, that could make a strong case and a, a run for the ACC title and potentially maybe even a playoff berth that's not named Clemson. There are a couple teams that might be able to take that next step. Um, the biggest question, as always, though, is who, who's going to dethrone Clemson? I know they weren't in it last year, um, but everybody's expecting, for the most part, for Clemson to be back at the top of the ACC. So who's going to show up and, I guess, in retrospect, can someone dethrone Clemson again um, and stop their, their reign at the top of the conference? But I, I want to see somebody, I want to see more of the, the blue blood teams come back alive in the ACC. I want to see Florida State back as a good, respectable football team. I want to see Miami back at the top of the conference. Um, College football in general is better when Florida State and Miami are good. Um, so seeing those teams get back in the mix, obviously, you, have to, you know, you have the weight forces of the world the North Carolinas and North Carolina States who are in it. Um, even the school like Georgia Tech, just for the conference to be more competitive from top to bottom, I believe that conference is top heavy in a sense. And so just to get more competition from top to bottom in the conference, I think we'll, we'll be good. For college football and just the conference in general, because some people might say it's the weakest conference, in, major power five conference um, in college football.
2: I mean, and that's not wrong for maybe people to
0: say. I don't, I don't know. I think, uh, I think the Pac twelve is a little bit weaker than the ACC. If it was, uh, if I got not saying it. that.
1: I agree. Yeah, not saying I not Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. But some people might. Yeah,
0: I would, I would go with the Pac twelve. But um, this what you. It's, it's the same way how I look at it for as far as the outlook on the conference. You know, I think it's, it's top heavy, um, but you know, from top to bottom, um, there's definitely. I mean, there's a it's tears it's for sure. And I mean, I know that there there's always tears when we uh, are discussing things like this, just because you know there's so many teams and all these conferences now that they're they're going to be tears. But um, it's just tough when you know your tier two. Let's just say the tier twos of this conference is not as strong as other conferences tier twos, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's just, it's hard to kind of respect uh, the conference when they're, you know, it's not that balanced there from top to bottom. It's definitely top heavy. The fact that uh, it's just, it's also crazy that the fact that we sit here and talk about Clemson and people want to say that they had a down year and they won 10 damn games. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like that's true. In, 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 in retrospect, they won ten they won ten games. They lost uh I mean they you know they lost the game, they lost the uh, they lost the opening game there to, to Georgia, who eventually wins the national championship. Uh, they lose uh, they lose on the road to was it uh, uh, NC State? They lost, uh, North State. Yep. lost to NC State and that they lose to they lost to Pitt too last year, wasn't it? There was in the mm-hmm. pit that they
1: lost to? Yeah, I believe, yeah.
0: You know, I mean. So other than that, I mean, you know, I mean, they they won all the rest of the games. They still be Florida State. They still, you know, whoever else they played might have played last year. Uh, you know, they still won all those games. Uh, and to say that they had a down year is crazy. I think it's a lot of schools that would take ten wins uh, <laughs> for that program, but no doubt. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the conference is top heavy. Um, I I do think teams are starting to try to catch up with Clemson. Um, I I still do think that Clemson is the better team and probably the best team still in the ACC. And I know that's hard to I know that's kind of probably being disrespectful to Wake Forest since they won that division last year. They won the Atlanta Division last year, and, and even Pitt. You know, Pitt was the the conference champion. So mm-hmm. kind of hard just sit there and just to just to uh, not really give everybody else their credit like that. But you know. I think teams are catching up to Clemson, but I still think they're the best team in the conference. Uh and I mean it I think the Atlantic comes down to probably Clemson and Wake Forest. I'm I will choose Clemson over them. Yeah. Um but the coastal division is 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 gonna be ultimate chaos. Like we really don't know. I mean Pitt is the Pitt is the defending, you know, the defending champions coming out of that conference in that division. Uh North Carolina, uh, you know, they had a, a a down year last year after being hyped up to, you know, supposedly supposedly being a top team, and they didn't live up to the hype. But um, they still got a lot of talent, a lot of talent down there in North Carolina and Chapel Hill. I mean, and and you know, now the murmurs is and the talks is going about, you know, Miami could they be possibly uh, back? You know, they got Mario Cristobal in as the new head coach, who was a, a former a former Hurricane in his own self as a player down there in the glory days of the U. And, um, you know, he's, you know, turning things to trying to, you know, get things turned back around for them. Got rid of the turnover chain, so we won't be seeing that anymore. Um, you know, trying to bring his own own thing there to, to Miami. So, um, the outlook overall is that the conference is top heavy that we just named maybe about maybe four or five teams. But, you know, after that, it's there's question marks about a whole lot of, a bunch of other different teams. So, that's going to be, to see how the ACC goes, which I think, you know, they do have a viable shot of always having somebody to represent them uh, in the college football playoff. So whether it be Clemson or not Clemson, it's kind of always a shot just because of, you know, the the prestige of the conference in totality. But when it's not your, your Miami's, your Florida State's, now your Clemson's, it's just kind of like it's kind of weird, you know, no disrespect to all the other uh, teams in the conference, but it is kind of weird. Uh... Who do you have um, as your is there is there a sleeper team that you have in the conference or you know two sleeper teams is it one in each each division or just who do you have as a sleeper this year uh,
1: from the ACC a sleeper team to win it to win the to win the conference
0: um it can be your own definition of sleeper whether it be maybe to either win a conference or actually get six wins to get a ball game or to just turn the program back into the right
1: direction. Just
0: any, of, any okay.
1: one of those tiers. Okay. I would say my sleeper team to win the conference. I, I'm going to go with North Carolina state. Um, I think mm-hmm. North Carolina state is a sleeper, um, you're talking about a team that won nine games last year, beat Clemson at home and is returning 17 Say it again. His returning 17 starters. Woo. Including your quarterback, including Peyton Willis and Drake Thomas, who were one of the one of the top linebacker tandems in the country. Um they're gonna North Carolina State is gonna be a good football team coming up. Um, coming up this year. They play uh, Clemson in Clemson October first, so that game will definitely have a have a say and might even end up being a def- deciding factor in who's going to win that, uh, that division. Um, so I'm going to go with NC State. And then a, a sleeper team for me is as far as to make a little bit of noise this year, maybe maybe make a ball game. I'm going to go with Florida State. I'm going to Florida State. I think Florida State, um, I think Mike Norvell is getting his system and everything in place. They're at Florida State. I think they made some progress last year. They get some key guys back um, defensively. Um, they lost a couple guys, obviously, um, but I think they'll be able to co- take a couple steps and get back at least into until, until bowl contention. I think Florida State will make a will make a jump uh, forward again. And also, you mentioned them a little bit earlier, um, but look out for Miami as well. I'm not saying I don't think. Miami. I don't know if Miami will be in it to maybe win the conference, but when you got a when you have a, a alum there as the head coach, someone that was went to school there, played there, understands the culture, understands um, what it means to put on that jersey. I think it brings a different sense of pride into the building, into that into that program. So, wouldn't be surprised to see Miami back in the thick of things as far as it uh, vying for a bowl game spot as well. So I'm going to go with Florida State and Miami.
2: I like that because Florida State is
0: one of my uh, sleeper teams too. Uh, like I said, I don't I don't think, you know, of course, that they'll like win the conference, but I think that they will get to the point where uh, the losing stops. I mean, they've, they've had – they hadn't had a winning season since 2017 – um so that's obviously of course towards the end of where you know when Jimbo was there um kind of like the same thing with Willie Taggart which you know he didn't get much time uh but you know Mike Novell's going into his third season um you know were they five and seven last year but they you know they were actually in a ton of games I mean mm-hmm. the, the Notre Dame game the Notre Dame game that could have went uh, another way uh they were in a close game with Clemson I mean they easily instead of being five and seven they easily could have went uh, even the Florida game at the end of the year, where they were trying to get that bowl, that six win could have went another way. So instead of five and seven, that's three. That's three games right there. We're talking about eight and four now, instead of instead of five and seven. If things could have went their way, um, yep. but I mean, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, of course, they want to get that run game going because that's what Mike Novell did so well. while he was at Memphis, uh, big disposal plays. Uh, the passing game has to get better, but. Jordan Travis uh should be uh improving with that. Like you said, they did they they lost a lot on defense, but hopefully they can, you know, keep it together. Um, I think for them it's just really looking at their schedule. Um, I mean, you know, they they opener, they should win it, but they got their big week two matchup against LSU. Um, mm-hmm. and it's on, on the on the road in Death Valley. Um, never know how that could go. But the thing is is after that they got an early bye week and then they get Louisville. Um on the road again, and that's going to be a huge game because after that, they got four out of their next five at home, but however they have to play. It's Boston College, Wake Forest, Clemson, and then that that, that one game that's not on the road is on the road at NC State. So that, that end of September going into October stretch is going to be rough for Florida State. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be all predicated on what happens to the Louisville game because – if they get that and then out of those that five those that five game stretch, they can go three and two, four and one. And then going into November, all you have left is uh, you know, of course the big rivalry game with Miami and then Florida at the end of the year. They got a couple of other games where they got Georgia Tech and like Syracuse, um, and uh, you know, one other cupcake game in there here and there, then you know, they can push for getting that six, seven win mark um to get back into a bowl game. Uh, that's mm-hmm. one of my sleepers there. Uh, another sleeper I'm going with, I'm going with North Carolina okay. as a sleeper um, to where they can kind of fight for maybe representing the, the Coastal Division um, and get into an ACC championship game, possibly. Uh, like I said, I know they were, you know, uh, had a lot of hype going into last year uh, and, it, and it sputtered from the beginning with that opening, opening week loss to Virginia Tech. And it just, you know, kind of went down here from there. But, you know, the offense wasn't bad. It was pretty much the defense was terrible. Um, Hopefully they can improve. Now, of course, I know the big loss is trying to replace Sam at the quarterback position. Um, So we'll see how that goes for them. Uh, But, you know, they got a a bunch of key games, too. Uh, They got, you know, they got Notre Dame at home. um, And then they get a... They get pit at home too at the end of the at the end of of October. So maybe uh, that could be the game there for the for the for the coastal division, possibly. Um and then of course, then they got um that was a tough matchup for them last year too, but they get Wake Forest. Um they gotta go on the road to Wake Forest, though. And then it might not be a, a huge game on the schedule, but for the psyche of North Carolina, um, Virginia Tech, they've lost to Virginia Tech the last two years here. Mm-hmm. Like I said, last year pretty much kind of ruined the season for them in the beginning. And then in 2020, uh, they got upset by Virginia Tech as well, too. So um, they've kind of had their number here recently. So just wondering what's going to happen with that. But uh, uh, those are those are my my uh, mid sleepers. And then I'm right there with you too with Miami as well. I I think. Um, that they can actually come out and win the conference and go to the ACC championship game. I I wouldn't be shocked if they were able to do that in year one with Mario Cristobal. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, they got Van Dyke, Van Dyke in at the quarterback position, a a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Um, I think, you know, he'll get the, he'll get them coached up, right. And they, they could end up, you know, shocking some people and ended up taking, um, taking a division and going to the ACC championship game. Now, do you have any um, – what's a bold prediction that you think that could happen within the conference?
2: A bold prediction? Yeah. It ain't, it ain't got to be a guarantee, but what you think? Uh, I
0: wouldn't be surprised if this, 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 would, this would happen.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Wake Forest beats NC State and Clemson and wins the ACC. And I know I picked, I know I said, I know I said NC State is kind of my sleeper, but we're going, ball, I I would not be surprised if Wake Forest beats NC State and Clemson and wins the ACC. I think Wake Forest is one of the top teams, obviously, in the conference, having they just played in the conference championship last year. Um, They get Sam Hartman back, they averaged forty-one points a game last year. Um, you're talking about they had some receivers last year. They had two thousand-yard receivers last year. You get some of those guys back. Um, you get a new, excuse me. You got a uh, a new defensive coordinator. I know the defense for Wake Forest was a little shaky, had some questions. But you get a new coordinator, bring him in. Hopefully, he can uh, help the defense. Um, As far as scoring-wise, they gave up 35 points a game last year. Or 31 points a game, excuse me. So that's definitely not going to help. Also, giving up almost 200 yards um, on the ground a game. So you got to be able to stop that, especially against a a team like Clemson who is going to run the ball, who has some running backs that are going to come in and definitely they will kill you if you give them the chance to. Um, But with that offense... And Dave Clausen that to him, I I definitely could see Wake Forest winning winning the ACC.
2: So that'd be my bold prediction.
0: That's that's kind of bold. I, I got one for you here. Now I don't I don't want this to happen because I actually do like this kid, but we saw him struggle so much last year, and I know coming in he he's, he's going to be listed as the starting quarterback, but if he plays how he played last year his job could be gone and that's Clemson quarterback DJ Ungulanlay Yeah Yeah I know I know that there was some things as far as like injuries with the wide receiving court to where of course maybe you know that did play into it um but K Klubnik is 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 a quarterback a freshman quarterback that could come in and end up you know this could end up being this could end up being a a a um a Trevor Lawrence um what was the quarterback before Trevor Lawrence? He ended up he ended up transferring Kelly, to Missouri. Kelly, I don't
1: know why I want to say Kelly Bryant. Bryant. I was know why I want to say Kelly Bryant. Right.
0: There we Kelly go. Bryant. There we go. Kerry. Kerry Bryant. This could be a Trevor Lawrence Kelly Bryant situation here, where you know. You know, it, it it could get scary. I don't want it to happen, but I'm just I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, some way that DJ ends up not being the starting quarterback anymore, and this and 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 K ends up taking it as a freshman, and then he just never lets it go, and we see that he's and then end up being you know better than than DJ. I mean, like I guess I hope it doesn't happen, but. Wouldn't be surprised because of how bad DJ struggled uh, struggled last season. Uh, hopefully he he doesn't because I really I really do like him. Um, uh, you know I really do like him, but you know if 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 it comes to where you know they're struggling, uh, even and he's struggling, and then all of a sudden you know they throw him out, they throw Cade out there, and the offense just looks way better. Dabo's gonna have to make a decision and. He's gonna have to ride with the young freshman if if DJ can't get it together. Yeah,
1: no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I um, I want to say something too. So, um, I know you the you the bulldog guy, and we ain't talking SCC right now. Um, but Jeff Collins down at Georgia Tech, E. Mm. I'm not a, I didn't grow up a Tech fan. However, we didn't like Georgia, so I like Georgia Tech. So I follow Georgia Tech. I do like Georgia Tech, remember the Wreck, all that. Back to my days, like Calvin Johnson, uh, Tashar Choice, Demarius Thomas, uh, they had Jonathan Dwight, all those, all those teams, when they were winning the ACC and everything like that. Um, He he's got to get this thing going. This tech has been bad. I mean, bad, bad. Like this is this. I believe his record is like nine and twenty five or something like that. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they haven't they haven't been winning a lot since he's been down. Nine nine and twenty five. Nine and twenty five. Like it's time to get this thing going. Or oh, you got to go. You got to go. And this is coming from somebody that's just a. A resident fan. I'm not even a true, true diehard take fan, but my lord, like can take at least look respectable. And I get it now. You know, Georgia as far as in the state, Georgia is the team, and will they beat Georgia this year? Probably not. Am I saying they're supposed to go out and beat Georgia next year, or the year after that, whatever it is? No, I'm not saying that. But at least be respectable. Um, Georgia Tech is another team that I feel like if they are at least making some noise, it makes the it makes the conference a little bit deeper. But they just they is oh, it's just been it's been rough. So I'm hoping Georgia Tech can show some sign of life, just some some sort of life this year, man. Just to to give give folks in Atlanta a little bit of hope. give them a little something to cheer for if they're not rocking with, you know, if they don't rock with the guys down at Athens. So, Jeff Collins, get it going, man. Or You you won't be having a job pretty soon.
2: Man. But Well, now you mentioned in Georgia Tech, though,
0: now you sit here thinking about it, but I ain't going to lie. Dude, that seat is hot for your boy, but... Bruh, that schedule, that schedule,
1: that schedule for them is tough too. Dude. Now they, they do, they they have, I mean, you play Georgia obviously, and then they play Ole Miss and they play UCF. And then obviously they play Clemson and they play Florida State. Like they, they, I mean, they got a schedule. Uh, they're not playing, they're uh, not playing. Yeah. They got a schedule. They got a they schedule. Kick,
0: kick off the season against Clemson. You get uh, you, uh, Ole Miss two weeks after that.
1: Pit
2: gotta go, gotta go to pit. So they got a Man. tough
1: schedule. And it's, it's like sad. at least be competitive. I mean, nine wins over three seasons. I mean, yeah, that's Lord. Now this is typically hard. you. You typically get four years. You know, as a head coach, you typically get four yeah. years to kind of. All right, these are your guys. You got your your first recruiting class. They're seniors now. Like obviously, losing Jameer Gibbs is her huge. Losing him was is big. The fact that he's gone, he's transferred to, to Alabama now, that's big. That's a big loss for him. They got some transfers coming in um, that should help a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to figure, you got to find a way so, to win some football games. So they got to figure something out, try to find a way to, to get some of those tough games, turn those into Ws. I don't know how they're going to do it. But if he wants to keep his job,
0: he got to figure something out. Yeah, I, I I think they should improve though because they're not to me. I don't think they're like the worst. They're not the worst teams uh, in the conference. I think I no, think Syracuse no. and Duke. I think Syracuse and Duke and Duke is worse than than they are. Uh, but yeah, they they they, they got to do something. And like you said, at this point, you know th- these are his guys now. This these this these these are um, Collinson's These Collins guys now. So you know, it, hopefully. We'll see, but I mean returning only four starters on the team, that's man, his 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 work is cut out. I, I hope if I think if they can get like close to that if they can get close to that six win mark or even get six, they gotta I think that he yeah. I think that he'll deserve to keep it just because you gotta think of what's all going on and just how tough that schedule that they have mm-hmm. is just you, you you gotta roll with
2: it. Yeah. For for sure.
0: Now, what, what how how do you feel about Pitt? You know, the fact that there's no Kenny Pickett, Jordan Addison transferring over to, to, to USC. Um I mean, but they 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 do end up getting, you know, Keaton Slovis uh over there now. But are how how much on a scale of one to ten, how how confident would you think that they could have a chance to uh, repeat as conference champions?:
2: One out of ten Maybe
1: maybe a five, six? I mean, you're you talking about you losing the Belinda Coffer award winner and Jordan Addison and you losing Kenny Pickett who was a Heisman trophy candidate. Like like that's that's gonna to be tough. That's gonna to be yeah. tough to replace. Yeah um that's gonna to be tough to replace for them offensively. And they definitely I mean they have some guys that have to replace d- defensively as well. I um, want the big time corners he's gone um and everything as well. So they they you get seven starters back on defense, which is gonna be good. You gotta find somebody to replace that cornerback position um obviously um, Who is going to be the quarterback? We don't know. Um, who's going to step up and, and assume that role as the number one guy on the outside um, since Addison is gone? i probably feel a lot more confident if Addison was still there, knowing that you still had that playmaking on offense from that receiver room. They're returning some, um, some experienced running backs. But when you lose your quarterback and you lose your top guy on the outside, that's that's rough. I think that defense will be able to keep them in some games. I think that defense will be able to keep them in some games, but yeah, when you're replacing a quarterback, a quarterback receiver tandem of that magnitude um, that produced the way that they did, it's, it's going to be rough. When you're going to play the likes of Clemson, whose defense is going to be it's going to be good. North Carolina State, who we talked about, who's returning 17 guys, who returning a lot of people on defense like you know even though Wake Forest Wake Forest's defense wasn't nothing to to write home about but they're scoring 41 points a game so can your offense keep up with with, with that defense We, you know we just gotta see we just gotta see but it doesn't look too too well right now for for Pitt as far as repeating Thanks,
0: man so in the end who, you, who do you have in the ACC championship
2: game and who do you think is winning the conference this year? Man. This year... Mm-mm-mm. This year, I have... I got North Carolina State... Versus Miami. And I think North Carolina State wins the ACC.
1: I think North Carolina State wins the ACC. That, that experience, you can't. That's hard to. We have experience like that. We're returning that many guys on both sides of the ball. I know Cle- Clemson is going to be talented. Wake Forest is going to be talented. Um. When we have that type of experience coming back and to be that close to, to finally get over the hump and, and beat Clemson, I'll be it was, on, it was at home, to be able to, to, to beat them and get over that hump, I think North Carolina State is, is ready to, to make that, that next step. I think they'll beat Miami in the ACC championship and uh, win the
2: ACC title this year.
1: Oh yeah, October I, I first. Partially because of, I told, yep. Partially because of what you talked about with the quarterbacks at with, with Clemson. That yeah, you got to you got to find your guy. You got to find who's going to be that guy. Yeah, most definitely.
0: But, hey, ACC fans, mark your calendar, October first. Clemson versus NC State. I, that game is going to determine who wins the Atlantic Division for sure. Because yep. I. I mean, I, I, think it's, I think it's them two. I mean, Wake Forest is right behind them, but I just, I do think NC State and Clemson is a little bit better than Wake Forest just because of how you mentioned about NC State. So many starters returning, including, you know, Devin Leary, and then the fact that just, you know, Clemson is going to right now, year in and year out, they're going to have all-world talent there. So uh, October 1st is definitely the, the, the key date, I think, for the ACC as that game happens. Uh, between North Carolina State and Clemson, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go on the opposite with you. I think Clemson goes on a revenge tour. I think they avenge that loss to North Carolina State. That's gonna be the difference. They win the Atlantic, and I agree with you right there with Miami. I think they come out of the coastal and you one with Mario Cristobal, and Clemson returns back to glory, and they gonna still tell everybody that look, I'm I'm still top dog over here. <laughs> And Clemson's going to win the ACC. I think it's going to be Clemson-Miami in the championship game, uh, which I feel like that should have been should have been a championship game. We should have years ago beforehand when probably uh, when Miami was kind of trying to say that they're on their way back, but just uh, couldn't get over the hump for a, a lot of different things. But I feel like we should have been. Well, no, I think they did play each other one year in the ACC championship game. It just wasn't competitive. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, but I, I I got Clemson, Miami in the championship game, and I think Clemson returns back to glory and, and takes the the ACC back by the throne again. Mm hmm. Yep. damn, okay. seventeen seventeen starters though. I I, I feel you that's, on that. <laughs> that's tough, man.
1: Seven, like that's seventeen. You talking? And I don't think it's eleven starters. on one side, and, you know, like eleven and six. But if you talking. 9 and 8 that's balance <laughs> like, yes like, the, the balance just, is like, crazy bro. the balance is crazy. crazy like that's rough like that's gonna be tough man like those boys know they got a taste of it last year they know what it takes they know what it's gonna take they know what it feels like like they they're gonna be tough to beat they're gonna be a tough out they'll be a tough out as long as they can stay healthy North Carolina State is gonna be right in the thick of it that, that, like you said the October 1st that's, that's the one that's the one. I don't know if they play Wake Forest before, that, before or after that. If they play after that, then you'll see what Wake Forest looks like record-wise. But that October 1st game is, is going to be the one.
2: Yeah,
0: that. Uh, yeah, for sure. October 1st is, is marked the calendar for sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure if they do play um, if they do play Wake Forest before or after that. I, I don't want to say it's after it is. It's uh in October, a whole month later, October fifth. So I mean November fifth. My bad. Oh okay. Oh my it would be November fifth. So yeah, they they'll. So you know you know once they yeah so if they NC State comes out on top there on on the first of October and then they come back and you know and get, you know get Wake Forest mm-hmm. and get them then yeah it's. It's gonna be. It's, I think it's, it's. It might be. It's, it probably is theirs to lose, but for sure, October first is, is the one for them, for both for them and Clemson. We'll, for sure, we'll see. But I think. Um, I think overall, though, the ACC should be fun. It's, it's kind of right now. It's. It's a. It's, uh, I don't want to say it's unpredictable because I mean you have your favorites, but uh, we just know that it could be. It could be anybody, not named Clemson. I mean, it, Clemson could do it. But it it could be NC State. Wake Forest might come back and surprise somebody again. Uh yep. my no. Miami. Uh Pitt because of their defense can definitely be right there in the thick of it too. So uh, it's it's a it's a good handful of teams right there that could definitely uh win the ACC. So it's definitely gonna be fun to see. Yeah, man. So moving on to uh to the to the big boy leagues now to the NFL. Uh I, as y'all know, we what we're trying to do is before the uh, the season kicks off, uh we're gonna try to uh give a little preview down for each uh division uh, as we go by just to you know give our thoughts on it the outlook and um, even a prediction so today uh we're gonna do um a division that is um always pretty um pretty chaotic um and not in a good way. <laughs> um the, the 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 AFC South uh, is is very unpredictable. Um because usually it's just bruh it's really the it ain't even necessarily teams it's kind of it is teams but then the fan base too like they all are kind of like delusional in their own way <laughs> like they 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 think you know like this is the year that they team is supposed to you know do this and do that and then it's like they end up. Beating teams that they shouldn't beat, but then they lose the teams that they have no business losing to, or they end up getting the first round draft pick. I swear, I feel like this this <laughs> division has. I bro, real talk. I really think this division, all four teams, has had the the, the number one draft pick before, at least in their franchise. Before, I feel like everybody has had it. Like, and I and I don't mean like just like, and I don't mean like even just like expansion. You know when they. First, come in and, and get the first pick. I, I don't, I'm not even talking about that. Like, even just throughout their franchise, here, I feel like each Division. I mean, each team in this division has had to have <laughs> the number one Ooh. overall pick, bro. So, uh, it's 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 wild. But I guess you know that's that's the AFC South for you. But that's that's who we gonna um, we gonna discuss everything with today uh, on this episode. So we'll start off with the um, we'll start off with the past uh, two time division champion. Uh, we'll start off with the Tennessee Titans. So we know last year, Titans went 12 and five, ended up getting the number one seed in the AFC. Um, of course, adding adding the uh, Robert Woods, who's coming off an ACL injury uh, from the Los Angeles Rams, um, they took care of business in house and uh, made sure they signed Harold Landry uh, to a nice deal, um, and then they bring in Austin Hooper, uh, who was just in uh, um, in Cleveland the past couple of seasons. Um, but of course the real big loss was uh trading away AJ Brown on draft night uh to the Philadelphia Eagles. They've also uh lost Roger Southwood on the offensive line. And then uh, you you looking what they did in their draft picks, uh obviously the first round pick they go with Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Um and then the, the next couple of draft picks they go with uh, uh Roger Roger McCleary, McCreary uh from Auburn, who's uh probably in a in a position about it right now to get one of those starting cornerback positions with, with uh, Kayla Fairley. Uh, and then, of course, in round three, um, they go, the Titans go and draft Malik Willis, um, you know, the big quarterback out of, out of Liberty who some people thought in a, ended up could have been a first-round draft pick or at least early second, uh, but he falls to the third round to the Titans, which obviously when that move happens, everybody is looking at, uh Ryan Tannehill. And then, you know, he comes out and, you know, says that the whole, you know, I'm not uh not here to be his mentor and everything like that. And that's really crazy. But, you know, I understand where he's coming from on that and what he's saying, but that's neither here nor there. Um I know the the past couple of years the Titans have, you know, won the division. Um but I feel like they've lost a lot um in this off season. And I think it's gonna be hard to replace these players. How do you feel about what the Titans have right now
2: going into um, this season?
1: I um don't feel too too confident, man. Um, I think that <clears throat> first things first. I was very very confused with the fact that they traded AJ Brown really seemed like a money situation. Like they did not want to give him the money. And uh, so they let him go and they traded him. And once the trade happened, I figured that they were going to drive Traylon Burks. The biggest problem for the Titans is going to be replacing A.J. Brown. What or who, excuse me, is going to step up and take that role as the pass catcher because A.J. Brown is gone. Julio Jones is gone. Corey Davis has been gone now, going on with three, this would be a, maybe maybe just second year going uh, up there with the New York Jets. So now you're talking about Traylon Burks, who is like body style, almost like play style as well. Um, but I haven't heard too many glowing things about him, at least throughout OTAs. I have heard anything about training camp, but at least throughout OTAs and everything, um, from what I've heard, he has apparently. Uh, 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 apparently, he had a he had a, a pretty good day
0: one of training camp. I mean, I don't know what the what you can do with that, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> okay, well then, okay, well there it is. Then, so maybe that's cool. So, um, but just you don't want the office to turn into the Derek Henry show and. We're, Granted, Derrick Henry is going to get his thing. He's going to run the ball. We, everybody in the, in, the, in the league knows that Derrick Henry is going to get the football. But you got to have somebody out there on the outside to be a threat, to pose a threat. And if the Titans don't have that, that's going to pose a big, big issue uh, for them offensively. So whether Traylon Burks comes on or somebody else when these other guys comes on, or you know Robert Woods, they got Robert Woods as well, he'll be a good addition to the offense. Um, is he a number one I, I don't really know he was kind of in a, the Rams before I would say he got hurt and everything that was kind of more of a, a group but he was not the number one but the Cooper Cup was the number one so is he, can he be a true number one receiver we'll see um, especially with him coming off an injury that would still be tough and getting back into the swing of things um, football wise you get Harold Landry back you still got Jeffrey Simmons you still got Kevin Byron on that defense, you you draft a couple corners um, to help with that secondary as well. But you got to have somebody on offense. If not, everybody's going to load the box and dare Tennessee and Tannehill to beat them throwing the football. So they got to figure that out.
2: Yeah, they, they do. Um, I'm, I'm concerned for them too just because the the productivity
0: – and just the 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 greatness, the early greatness of AJ Brown, is that's just gonna be hard to duplicate. And to pretty much try to, I, I mean, I hope that people are not trying to tell uh, Traylon Burks to try to be AJ Brown. He just needs to be Traylon Burks. Um, mm-hmm. But I, you know, that's 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 a lot of pressure. Uh, and you know, we we've seen the wear and tear of what happens with with running backs. You know, it's just is. It's bound to happen. I mean, it kinda happened last season with with Derek Henry with his injury. So I mean, i hopefully the hopefully the the offense on the offensive side of the ball that the are receiving course step up. Uh, you know, maybe they'll try to look to lean towards uh Austin Hooper a, a, a lot more too because uh they, they they need somebody there at the tight end spot because uh I think Anthony Anthony Ferser is in Atlanta now. Uh John Luke Smith obviously left a couple of seasons ago to be in New England, so uh they have been trying to fill that void at the tight end spot here for a minute. So maybe 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 they'll lean towards Austin Hooper to help out with that too, instead of just kinda giving it all to you know to, to, to Derrick Henry. But you know, we'll see. And you know, also that schedule that they got is mm-hmm. hey, it's tough. I mean it's tough. Oh, yeah. It's it's tough. I mean I mean they got the NFC East, but yeah, uh, man. Uh, the 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 AFC in itself is just is loaded. On oh, top yeah. of that, the, the, their division games, you know, they and you just never know how it goes in the AFC South. So uh, the the concern button for me is 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 very high for the Titans. I mean, they can also still be a very good team to so it. They they still can't hold their position as the the top team in this division. But I think it's gonna be some bumps and bruises for sure early along the way um let's see so next up we'll go to we'll go to the indianapolis Colts. um so we know last season uh they finished nine and eight uh had a chance to go to the playoffs but for for some reason the Colts just don't know how to win a football game in jacksonville like it's been some years since they beat the jaguars in jacksonville and i just think that is so strange how like at the it was just the last game of the season. All they had to do was just beat the Jaguars, and they were in. And they just I don't know they 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 just blew it. I mean, no other way to put it. They just blew it. Um, but gosh, the offseason moves that the Coast have made. Boom. I mean, if you're a coast fan, I, I don't see why you're not excited because you 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 make the trade with the you make the trade with the Falcons to get Matt Ryan to come in at quarterback. Uh, you also bring in Yannick Ngakwe and Stefan Gilmore. So now that defense is just loaded at all three levels. With Ngakwe, you still got Darius Leonard there. Then you bring in Stefan Gilmore. Um, you got one of the best offensive lines now. And, you know, with you and I, we you know both being uh, obviously Atlanta Falcon fans, we know who you're going to get out of Matt Ryan. Consistent four thousand yard passer, uh, and was doing that with a, a terrible offensive line these past couple of years, and pretty much no receiving core the last, at least last year for sure, maybe even the last couple of years if you just think about, maybe just having just Calvin really there in twenty twenty, uh, but <laughs> it, last yeah, sure. year I mean you know he really had didn't have anybody outside of Russell Gage and Kyle Pitts uh, for most of the season so. The fact that they got there, paired it along with Jonathan Taylor. And then, you know, everybody likes to kind of, you know, talk bad about the, the receiving court that the Colts have. But, I mean, if, if Matt Ryan can get it done with the receiving court that he had in Atlanta, he can definitely do it there with the Colts. Now, is this the year that the Colts finally come back and take the AFC South? I feel like they've been close the past couple of years but they just haven't been like able to get over the hump is this the year that they could uh, take the AFC South
1: man they need to I've been picking them for the past two years so <laughs> they gotta figure something out man um, I think it is I think it is and um, I know we'll probably you probably asked me who, who I had to win in the division so I might be jumping ahead but I think I think the Colts will win the division this year. Um, like I said, I know I've been picking them since twenty nineteen. <laughs> but I do think that they'll win it this year. I think that um, with the the additions that they made on defense with away and Stefan Gilmore and then you go out and you get um Alec Pierce in the draft. They have some they have some other guys in that receiver quarter doing pretty well uh that can play ball as well. And then Jonathan Taylor is that dude. I mean Jonathan Taylor is a beast running that football, especially behind the offensive line. And then you bring in Matt Ryan, who you you said it already, Sanders, somebody that religiously threw for 4,000-plus yards in Atlanta over his career, um, has been um, to a couple conference championship games, I've been to the Super Bowl. So somebody who has been on those big stages, has been in big games, the Colts have the making on paper to win the win the conference. I believe. I don't think that any other team is as loaded
2: or as well constructed
1: of a team in that division than the Indianapolis Colts. Um, so I think they. I think they should. Um, I think that. Obviously with adding in a new, a new quarterback, you gotta, you know, you gotta work out all those kinks and get that together. You add in different pieces, adding in Stefan Gilmore, adding in Gakwe, you know, making sure they kind of get all those kinks and get that, um, get that on the straight and narrow. Um, obviously their schedule isn't going to be, um, too, too favorable either. They have some tough games as well. Uh, but they just got to get the Titans. And obviously, you can't go in and, and lose games that you're not supposed to lose. You can't go in and lose in Jacksonville in the last game of the season when you're supposed to – and that cou- clinches a, a playoff berth. Or you can't – you know, the games that you're supposed to win, you got to win um, if you're the coach. Um, so I think they'll do that. I think with the experience that they had last year, um, I think they'll bounce back from that and learn from those mistakes. Adding those veterans on that defense and then on that offense with Matt Ryan, I think it's going to pay dividends for them. I think the Colts, the Colts, should win the AFC South, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think they should too. I mean, dang, it's just
0: crazy thing about with the Colts, Brad. Now with Matt Ryan coming in, this is they going to be the fifth straight year with a, a, a different starting quarterback. Uh, Andrew Luck, obviously in twenty eighteen. Then when 19 comes around, he retires abruptly out of nowhere. So then that makes Jacoby Brissett start 2019. And they bring in Phillip Rivers 2020. And then last season, obviously, they had Carson Wentz. And, you know, they traded him away to Washington. Um, so now that they have Matt Ryan, uh, fifth, man, fifth different quarterback in the last five years, I know that has to be frustrating for probably every coach player in there, the fans, too. Um But I hope maybe this year is the year that they get some luck turned around in their favor. Uh, Matt Ryan has always been a relatively healthy guy. it's not too many games he's ever missed, so you don't have to worry about that uh, as far as probably what they were thinking about last season with Carson Wentz. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, I think, you know, I'm right there with you. I think they should. Like I said, we'll we'll get into officially making the division picks uh, here in a second. But I think they they definitely – this should be the year. Maybe third time's a charm, bro. That they 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 get you right. Maybe they get Maybe. you right this time.
1: Third time. <laughs> Maybe man, we'll see. Maybe they get we'll you right.
0: Rough. Yeah, but uh, moving on to uh, we'll go to the Houston Texans. Um, so last season, uh, Houston probably had one of the more uh, outrageous uh, seasons for for a franchise. Uh. Probably, you know, of course, dealing with the whole Deshaun Washington situation, which uh, they go ahead and trade him to Cleveland. Uh, maybe outside of the Raiders, it's probably, this is probably the most distracted team that had to deal with a lot of different distractions uh, throughout mm-hmm. probably the season, maybe. Um, And it's weird because, you know, it was just one season with David Cully, which I can't believe he got four games out of this roster that he had anyway. Um. And now they bring in Lovey Smith. You know, they they added some uh, a few pieces, Christian uh, Kristen Kirksey, Desmond King, re-signed Brandon Cooks, got him paid. Um, and then we get to the draft, and you know, we're probably thinking right there at three, they'll probably take one of the uh probably take an offensive lineman or um, you know, whoever else or or maybe one of the defensive ends or anything like that. And they went cornerback, you know. Obviously, when everybody was thinking corner, the first corner everybody was thinking to be taking would probably be Sauce Gardner and, and the and Texans end up drafting uh Darry Stingley, which obviously they must have had a you know, they must like him a little bit more than um than than the, uh, Gardner. Uh so they take Derek Stingley and then they draft Kenyon Drink King and Green uh to up the offensive line. And then later on they also drafted uh John Mechie, the receiver out of Alabama, who uh won't be playing this year though, um, due to a, a health issue. Was it I think it was, was, it was it leukemia? Yeah, like early on said leukemia. Yeah. yeah. So uh man, uh, wishing wishing him a a speedy recovery, so it sucks no, that he no. won't be out there. Sucks no, that he no. won't be out there this season. Um, but I mean Lovey Smith in at the head coaching spot, if David Cully can get four wins out of that roster from last season, and I think the roster this year is a little bit better than last year's roster. Can Lovey Mac? He should be able to at least match that or
2: maybe get another win or two above that, right?
1: Uh, one, I was surprised that Houston signed and hired David Culley. um, And then after, like you mentioned, after doing what he did, especially with the roster and the Deshaun Watson thing, um, being surprised that he was able to get that, many, get that many wins and be in so many games, at least show some competitiveness, I was surprised that they fired him. Um, to be honest, I don't know how long Lovey Smith is going to be there. Lovey Smith could win seven games this year, and he might end up getting fired too. Um, I think that some of the stuff that's wrong with the Texans, I think, might be more organizational. Then maybe team player personnel and things like that. Um, I think Lovey Smith, in my opinion, might just be there as a as a placeholder, in my opinion. Um, but I do agree with you. I do agree that the roster is better. I think they did draft pretty well. I like the I like Derek Stenley, uh, Stingley. I like that pick a lot. Um, even with him coming off of everything he's coming off of, I know he didn't uh, he had a little injury. We didn't play twenty twenty, all that type of stuff. I still think that Derrick Sterling was one of the better players in this draft. No doubt about it. Um, and then getting Mechie, I was obviously like, he won't be playing, but again, some of those other guys as well, signing Brandon Cooks, getting Desmond King, getting those guys in, in there. Um, do I see, do I see Houston making the playoffs or anything like that? No, no, sir. I don't, especially in this division where I think that, uh, the, the Titans and the Colts will beat up on them. Um, but I do expect to see improvement, and that's all I want to see. I want to see improvement. Larry Smith is a capable coach. Larry, Larry Smith um, coached the team to a Super Bowl bird. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl, you know, losing eventually to, to the Colts and Peyton Manning. But um, he can do it, and has done it on a high level. So um, I do expect to see improvement, especially out of that defense. Uh, hopefully, Davis Mills continues to take um, the necessary steps in being a, a uh, NFL quarterback um, and everything like that so far from what I've seen and from what I've heard he has been doing his thing, um, this thing uh, this this training camp so hopefully they can continue to um, to improve but I don't see maybe six games maybe they had four last year so maybe six um, maybe seven and like I said even that Lovie Smith, that might not be enough to save his job, even with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I mean worst case
0: scenario, he should at least just match it, match the four wins at least. Uh, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they would get any, any worse than that. Uh, it's funny you talk about Davis Mills, bro. You know, like. The the rookie class of quarterbacks last year it was kind of focused more so on you know uh, Mac Jones and um, uh, Justin Fields and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, who will, another guy we we'll mentioned here later and Trevor Lawrence and and even Trey Lance even though he didn't touch the field that much but Davis Mills was out there man and, and I, you know like I said he they didn't win a lot and you know there was a few games where it was just like oh my God they look like just complete like trash out there but i mean the fact that he was out there and was able to be, get on the field uh and and play and just go through the fire i mean i'm i'm not surprised that he's actually you know improving and, and, and doing well but like you said far so far in in training camp um just 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 being able to to get those games you know under under his belt and you know like I said a lot of people didn't really talk about him but he he um he kind of did pretty well you know I mean as far as the situation and what was going on there and then you know him being a rookie um there in Houston for this first like this past season and, you know like I said everybody the top three were just you know it was Trevor Mac and and Justin and you know and uh there's a, a hint of Trey, but you know n- nothing else and, you know nobody really would say anything about um David, Davis Mills but I mean, he had a he had a pretty decent, you know, rookie season, and the fact that he, mm-hmm. I think he might have played as just as many games as uh, he might have done all six, 17 or maybe at least sixteen for sure before. Uh, you know, more than any other of the other uh, rookie quarterbacks outside of, obviously, uh, probably Trevor and and um, and Justin and oh, Justin and Matt. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he yeah. probably got more
1: than Justin though
0: he he probably, probably do, right? Because, yeah, Andy, Andy Dalton started
1: the first couple of games, didn't he? Yeah, I might say at least. Yeah. Andy not at least started three, maybe four. Yeah, right maybe four, before, so yeah.
0: Maybe four, fifth week before Justin Fields uh, got to start. So, yeah. All right. So, I don't know. So, I, mean, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, they they got the Deshaun Washington saga over uh, over with. So, that was uh, that was that on there for them. You know, the nothing else for them but to do but improve so um that's that and i mean same thing for the next thing coming up here the uh the jacksonville jaguars uh who once again got the uh number one overall pick um going three and 14 uh i mean but obviously they go they fire urban meyer uh which that was um uh, a disappointing disaster um because I, I'm not gonna lie initially when the move happened I was like man this is the right time for him to go to the NFL I mean the Jaguars got the number one pick It's obviously gonna take Trevor Lawrence he gets a generational quarterback and we know what Urban Meyer can do with quarterbacks like we, we know we've we've just seen it time in time out at least you know in college and they at least get to the NFL and it's like man he gets you know the guy that everybody thinks is gonna be you know uh face of the franchise or even a face of the NFL maybe possibly, you know, ten, fifteen years down the road. Uh and it just it doesn't work out you know, for Urban. And <laughs> uh, the the NFL was just a whole different beast for him. Um but they they but they get Doug Peterson who took a, a year or two off from coaching um from the Eagles, uh Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl winning head coach. Um, and obviously, they went on ahead and tried to make improvements as, as fast as they could to help out Trevor Lawrence. Uh, bringing in Christian Kirk, paying him uh, a good portion of the money, which is probably why the Titans didn't pay AJ Brown. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they also got Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram Ingram in uh, from the Giants. Uh, you know, uh, DJ Shark is now in Detroit, I believe. Um, and then with the, with the first overall pick, I mean, that they had, they go ahead and take Trevon Walker out of Georgia. And then they also drafted uh Devin Lloyd from Utah. So, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, moves and, and improvements trying to be made in Jacksonville as well. Um, what is it, what is it going to take for Jacksonville
2: to improve? What do you, what would you consider a successful season for the Jaguars this year? Well,
1: getting rid of Urban Meyer already kind of equates to being a successful season, if you want me to be completely <laughs> honest with you. Um, he was just, this is not about him, but he just, he, I don't think he set Trevor Lawrence up to be as successful as he could be. Obviously, Ross had something to do with that, but for what he did and did not do, um, that doesn't help, especially with a rookie quarterback coming in. Um, someone who has that pressure on him as being um, as drafted as high as he was. You just, you can't, you can't have that type of distraction from your head coach. Um, but them bringing in a Doug Peterson, I think was a good move, bringing in a guy who had experience working with young quarterbacks. He had that year, I mean, the year they won the Super Bowl, Carson Wentz was the MVP of the league until he tore up his knee. Um, And that was under the tutelage of of Doug Peterson and everything. So um, I think that'll be improving, obviously, with getting Christian Kirk and some of these other guys offensively. Uh, Getting Travis Etienne back, I think, is going to be huge for the the development of Trevor Lawrence, getting that playmaker back in the backfield, a guy that you played, what, three years with in college? You played three years with him at Clemson, won, won some big games, won a national championship uh, with him back there in the backfield with you. So having him back is going to be huge. And then getting Devin Lloyd, who I was really high on coming out of Utah linebacker, and then obviously Trayvon Walker as well, whose draft stock continued to rise. He wasn't considered to be maybe the number one overall pick. Um, And as we got closer and closer to the draft, his stock just kept rising, kept rising, kept rising, and Jacksonville took him. So I think that Jacksonville will improve, in my opinion. I think that Jacksonville will will finish third in this division. I think they'll finish behind Tennessee and, and Indianapolis. I think that's how much how improved they'll be this season. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to take an extra step with getting all those guys back. I think the dif- defense is going to continue to improve and make plays. You already got Josh, the other Josh Allen there, <laughs> DN of Kentucky and everything. So you
2: guys,
1: along with some <laughs> hey, other guys, he, appeared he, he, um, he, a beast, bro. Yeah. He's a beast. And then you got some guys that make plays with special teams and you know, returning punts and, uh, kickoffs and field goals and everything, so they have some. They have some juice. I just think they need to continue to improve. They need to get some more playmakers there. Um, but I think that they will be improved. I think Doug Peterson bringing him in with his experience, I think is going to be to the benefit of
2: Trevor Lawrence.
0: Yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, I, I think they will be also as well as just just uh, slightly, a little bit better than um, than Houston. I mean, obviously, it's a gap. It's a big gap when you go from the, the Titans and the Colts and then the Texans and Jaguars. There's a big gap between those, that top half and that bottom half of the division. Um, but I, I, both teams will be, I think, improving um I do think that Jacksonville is going to approve just a little bit more just because um no no disrespect to no disrespect to Lovey Smith it's just more so I don't think it's necessarily him it's just how the franchise ran in Houston I just I mean let's just be honest it's it's just been a it's been a shit show um here and there a few times down there so and this is this is even before this is before the whole Deshaun Washington debacle. So uh we've 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 heard and seen posts from, you know, players like Andre Johnson are telling us telling them about, you know, how just difficult it can be down there in Houston. So I just think that Jacksonville will probably be a little bit better just because of the just the situation that the franchise is in compared to Houston. Uh So, it sounds like we in agreement. We in the consensus that it's Colts,
2: Titans, Jaguars, Texans.
1: That's how I have it finishing off. The Colts, Titans, Jaguars, and Texans.
0: Yeah, same here. Hey, hey, bonus question. Since we got the Colts winning the division... Can the Titans are the Titans a wild card team, or you think they gonna miss the playoffs?
2: That's tough. Oh, that's tough. Um,
1: you know what? I think, and I think this is this might be for this might be for the tight. I mean, for the Colts as well. I think if if. You don't win this division, this specific division. If you do not win the AOC South, I don't think you're making the playoffs. Same. I think the the AOC is 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 too deep. You're talking about and we, you know, we'll get there, we'll talk about these other divisions here coming up in the coming weeks, but you're talking about the AFC North with Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Baltimore. I don't think the the Browns will make the playoffs this year. Um, they got the whole Deshaun Watson deal. Um, I think they're going to be out of it. But you got two teams for sure in Cincinnati and in Baltimore. And then a the third team you could make a case for for Pittsburgh. You got the AFC East, who obviously Buffalo is the favorite. You can't really ever count out New England. And Miami, with their addition of Tyreek Hill and some of the other guys that they drafted, you never know what Miami could do. And then the AOC West is just ridiculous. Oh the AFC West is ridiculous. With Kansas City, with Denver, with Oakland, with the Chargers, Is all four of them teams could make a case, could have a strong case to make the playoffs. Like, that division is going to be wild. So if you don't win the AOC South – I could see the AFC North and the AFC West both getting two teams. At least, yeah. At least two teams. And you might, And the AFC East might get, a, might get two teams as well. So I think you got to win it. In my opinion, I think you got to win it.
2: Yeah. It, it, I, I feel like if you don't – I mean, think about it. I mean,
0: heck, the Colts – and the Chargers both ends up with winning, winning records, you know. Which obviously that's going to happen now. The fact that it's seventeen games, but winning records and they don't make the playoffs, so we we know how loaded that the the AFC is for sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. It's whoever, if you don't get this division, which Coast and the Titans will play each other um, twice in three weeks, and it's early. I think in like maybe like September, or October. So they'll be done with each other before November gets here. So at that point, they definitely gonna be people watching with the standings just to make sure week by week, maybe you know who's got the better record and who's doing this and who's doing that for sure. So it's gonna be interesting to see with the with the ACC South. Like I said, it's it's always chaotic, but not for the right reasons. So <laughs> yeah,
2: not for the right reasons.
0: <laughs> um, it's just definitely gonna be interesting to see. Um, man, as we get ready to go ahead and, uh, wrap up another episode, uh, man, you got any, um, you got any, any extra, uh, words you want to say or, uh, any shout outs?
1: Hey man, always, always great to be on here and able to come on. I just want to thank God first and foremost, we have, us be able to continue to use this platform uh, to do what we do Continue to, uh, Stay safe, stay healthy. Um, do what you need to do to stay healthy, man. Please, you know, please stay healthy out here. So, uh, this craziness that's going on right now. Um, but continue you know, tell your loved ones, tell the people that's important to you, that you love them, that you care about them. Whatever it is that you're doing, um, work wise, everything, do it to the best of your ability. If you're not comfortable or you don't like your job or whatever it might be, if you feel like you need something new, fine what that thing is, find that passion of yours and put your all into it. That's it, man.
2: Oh yeah. It's always where I always appreciate you. uh always
0: joining in with me on here. Uh, it's, it's always a pleasure to just sit up here and just talk about everything that's going on. Um, obviously, like we said earlier, we both, we both geek, we ready, you know, it's that time of the month, football season here, so it's just it's it's about to be just nonstop here in the in the coming in the coming weeks. Well, the Hall of Fame game is this week, actually, so um, you you got that. Uh, but always shout out to to the family and friends, uh, everybody that tunes in, listens to the podcast. Uh, we definitely appreciate you, uh, man. If you haven't already, just keep liking, keep subscribing. Um, anytime you see a post from. Whether it be the Instagram or Twitter, um, man, like, share, retweet it. Uh, you know, tell tell your people about the podcast. We appreciate the loyal listeners that we have so far. We're hoping to gain even more um as this is rolling as this is rolling along. Um, man, uh, love black women, cherish black women, protect black women. Uh no means no. No means no. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we getting back to school in some of these campuses and everywhere else where, you know, it's still summertime and everybody out right now trying to enjoy themselves. Well, look, look, man. Just, just hey, look, just don't do it if you ain't got to. Just don't do it. That's all I'm going to say on that. That's all I'm going to say on that. And speaking mm-hmm. of back to school, um, uh, shout out to all the educators, all the teachers, man. Uh, we appreciate y'all um, we praying for a good year for y'all because you know it's a lot going on right now It's a lot going on right now for the educators man i know things is different now but uh we we really do want to appreciate you all for sure man so we hope y'all have a a blessed and successful uh a school year whether you're teaching at elementary or in the college ranks it don't matter we just you know thankful and appreciate all educators for sure man because um the job y'all have is not easy <laughs> for sure. no, it is not. no it, <laughs> it is not easy it is not easy so we definitely just uh appreciate y'all for that um man other than that i really don't have anything else really to say either man y'all just keep liking and subscribing subscribing to the podcast uh follow the instagram follow the twitter uh Hell, follow the TikTok, you know, and uh keep listening to wherever you listen to listening uh, to the podcast too, whether it be on Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, uh, even if you listen on SoundCloud, man. Um and, and once again, I know, I know, I keep I keep getting people texting me and messaging me like on Facebook and saying when y'all, when you gonna start putting the show on YouTube. We getting there. We're gonna get there. Just Hold your horses, all right. They, they, you know what I'm saying? It's it's gonna it's gonna evolve there. Trust me, it's gonna evolve there. We just look, look, just enjoy it while you can now. And when it get there, I promise you you're gonna enjoy it even more. So just 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 hold on, on it. But for real, we're gonna get there. <laughs> but, man. If, yeah, nothing else, though, man. We hey, Until the next time, we, we'll, we'll tune
2: in again and get this going. This has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.